Welcome to Hospitality 360, live with Ken Patel. Um, so I've got two of the most famous people in hospitality, and they've got their own shows. You know, the, what else you guys got? You got your own hotel brand, too, and your own <laughs> softwares. So Calvin Taloki and the MJ of hotels, Bruce Jordan himself. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. So let's, uh, let's just start off. I mean, Calvin, what's what's going on in your world? You know, t I know you haven't been on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like we just did this, but I'm, I'm happy to be back. Um, as you yes. guys know, I am Welcome. known for my sense of humor and my memes as the uh, the STR of hotel memes, as I call myself on Ref Problems on Instagram. Um, I have uh, over the past year and a half uh, turned that into a social media agency to show hospitality businesses how to um, do what I've done and grow an organic, engaged audience on social media and, and monetize it. Most importantly, turn those people into guests. So that's what I do now. Um, as Ken mentioned, I've got my own podcast, uh, the G-Spot podcast, which is all about career development. Bruce has been on it. Ken's been on it. Yeah. So, you know, we like to keep it all in the family here. It's hospitality. You know how it goes. But, yeah. I'm well, when, when, you, when you get famous, remember, I was the first guest ever to be on the show. So I'm looking for my <laughs> little trophy, you know. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll de you can put that on your resume. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, MJ, MJ of hotels. I mean, is this the dream team? Is this what we got? And I mean, are you are you playing point or what's going on here? No, nah, he's MJ. It's, he does everything. He, it's, everything. It's time to slam dunk. And actually, we're getting ready uh, to launch hotel management do's and don'ts season three. We're going to have the uh, the lineup coming out tomorrow, and we're going to be starting and starting it off the uh, the season three with the Crown Plaza Ravinia in Atlanta. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be pretty good. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. We uh, we got like eight hotels. They're they're all over the place. We even got the uh, the Wyndham Grand Rio Puerto Rico. So got some. Yeah, some I I remember we did the interview. Where was that? The Hard Rock, right? Like where? Yeah, um, yeah. That was a beautiful hotel as well. So great job to Hotel Equities uh, for putting a hotel up over there. And you know, I think the just the whole place was beautiful, the rooftop bar and all of that. So, you know, yeah, they, they crushed it. They, they, they crushed it. Yeah. I know I'm going to be excited. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely get up, you know, who, who doesn't want to hang out with the MJ of hotels, right? You know, so that's all the good stuff, right? Now, now we get to the bad stuff and we get to the horrible stuff and that kind of takes me and you guys, are well aware of what is going on in this industry and you know how are the guests and our employees clashing um how do we stop it i mean this takes us to i believe the seacoast current put out this article as in it's just another day another rude guest right um they were caught throwing flyers being irate and it was all just about just a bowling lane. It was about a bowling lane, and it was just people being rude and obnoxious. And I, I probably have to say it's, it's now we've got a special license 
I think we're going to have to kind of create these licenses and it's going to have to say the license to be me, you know, <laughs> the license yeah. to be me. So, I mean, what do we, what needs to be done here? What, what is the exact issue and why is this happening? You know, I'll go to you, Calvin, first. Why do you think this is happening? I mean, the short, funny answer is raise your rates. That's how you stop it. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, there's some truth in that. In my experience in revenue management, the, the lower your rates, the more demanding the mm -hmm. and rude that the guests can be. Um, you know, anybody in sales will tell you the the smaller the group, the more challenging they're going to be. And right, I, yeah. I think I think that there's there's a correlation between that because of um, a lower budget. You know, people, you know, they, they may not be able to travel as often. So they're trying to get as much out of it as possible. And they, you know, um, not to sound overly sympathetic to them for being rude, but I think I just feel like that's probably where some of it comes from. Um, because in my experience, the minute you've got to start opening up opaque and these kind of things, that's when you get more issues at your hotel. Um, this doesn't tend to happen when you, when your rates are higher. And, you know, given the situation we are in now where business is is struggling in, in most markets, right? So mm -hmm. you're having to operate at a level that typically you wouldn't have to. And you're welcoming mm -hmm. guests that otherwise would be priced out. So you're getting more riffraff for you know, lack of a better term. And this is just kind of what comes with that territory. So unfortunately, I think, I don't know how you fix it other than ride the wave until things get better and you can you can raise your rates again. You know, I mean, I know this happened at, at a bowling alley, but that's still service, that's still hospitality, right? That's, that's you know, that's going out and having a good time with your friends and people are there to, you know, cater to you, you know, serve you drinks, these kind of things. And it looks like they ran up a pretty sizable bill and then didn't want to pay it at the end, which is just, I mean, nobody wants do to you, pay the bill. Do you think that's intoxication? Do you believe that? There's probably you know, an element of that, sure. Yeah. I, I feel like that word gets utilized a lot recently, that everything is just all part of intoxication. <laughs> but yeah, I, right? yeah, that's 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 a... <laughs> That, yeah, that's 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 a pretty standard go-to excuse for bad behavior. Yeah. Right? You know, I, yeah. I don't want to you know, but but they say what they say a, a a drunk mind speaks the truth or something like that. There you yeah. go. There you go. You know what I mean? I, I like, think, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. So I, I really think that COVID has had this tremendous behavioral change. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of conducted in a way that people's mindsets have changed, right? Mm -hmm. People's perception on what to do and when to do has changed. But go ahead, you were you were saying, uh, Bruce? I think uh, I think with, with COVID, I think you're, you're starting to see a little more mental illness happening. Um, yes. it's, it's like it's on the rise and they don't know how to, to go cultivate it and they don't know how to deal with it and handle it on both sides of the fence. So when you're, when you're dealing with mental illness, you have to take a step back before you step forward. You have to give a little before, you know, before you give. So I think that's what you've been seeing a lot. You've been seeing, you got people that's been coped up inside of the house for, you know, a year and some change. Some people are still scared to come out. Um, others are not. So when they're actually able to get a vacation, 
it's like this surreal, I could do whatever I want, climbing mountain type of effect that's going on at the hotel property. And then we have new agents and new employees that we can't train fast enough. We can't even hire them fast enough. I don't train them fast enough. So they don't right. really know how to, you know, deal with uh, the, the rise and the, the mental illness that's been going on in, in the industry. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, this is, it's definitely shaping up to be a big issue, right? Like we, we know that this is consistently happening and we're not only talking about in the hospitality industry, it's happening on airlines. I mean, I saw another video that was posted up on one of the news channels last night where a guy was just screaming. I mean, he's screaming his lungs out at a hairline airline hostess and they cited him for oh, intoxication. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. You one. know, but then I'm always thinking, I'm like, it's, uh, is it a surprise to people that people are drinking on an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. they're drinking on an airplane all the time. And then they said yeah, it yeah. was in the back of the plane that there was alcohol and people are taking drinks from the restaurants and bringing it on the plane. I'm like, I don't think that's new. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah like I said, that's never happened before, right? Yeah. Whoa, he took so, he took alcohol. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I mean, they make it seem like this is new, and to me, it's not new. Yeah. There's a bigger issue, I think, just like as you said, Bruce, mental health, right? And it's, I think same thing. When you're yeah. drinking with your mask, when it gets you drunk faster, is it? <laughs> So they, they need to name, they need to come out with a new name. It's called Massless Drink. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so yeah. let's let's kind of take on to the next subject, right? We we talk about we obviously talk about guests being rude um to our current employees that we have in hospitality. So it kind of takes me to what employees? You know, mm-hmm. what employees, right? Mm-hmm. And Right now, this actually is from the Hill, um, and it's they're talking about it's not a labor shortage; it's a wage and workers' rights shortage. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's right now the focus. If we compare twenty twenty one, and you look at the data from the seventies, it's an identical comparison here. Because what happened in the 70s was there were bad jobs that were created. There were horrible jobs that were created. And then also the policies that were put in place to be backing those bad jobs, right? And during this pandemic, 2 million women dropped from the workforce. 2 million women dropped from the workforce, right? So there's a lot of different things happening um, and it's and it's right, it's not a labor shortage, right? It's a wage and workers right shortage. It's their right to work, right? They don't wanna work. And this is kind of what I've been saying along, but you know, I'll start with you, uh, Bruce. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? What do you, what do you think? Are they right? Listen, I, I I understand where they're coming from. Um, when you're when you're flying blind, uh, before the pandemic hit, everyone was just rocking. 
Like, you know, a hundred hours a week was, you know, that was nothing, you know, for, for most of us. But when you wake up and you see what's going on around you and you start, your values change, your values change and you're, you know, you're, you're seeing your kids grow up without you. You're seeing, you know, family members growing up without you. You're missing so many birthday parties. You're missing so many events for your family that you, you start to second guess your why, like, why are you doing this? And at the end of the day, you know, we, we have a property to protect, we have employees to protect, and we want to make sure that everything is, is all good when it comes to our hotel. But if you don't, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing and why you're doing it, you're, you're, you, you tend to pull back a little bit. So I, I, that's what I'm seeing what's going on. Like the employees are like, listen, I love my job. I love what I do. I was just at a hotel. I was at a Hyatt Regency. The at the housekeeper that day had worked 16 hours straight. She worked 16 hours straight and she didn't know when she was going home because it was like an 800 room hotel. But she was happy. She was, she was happy to just be able to do the work. But there's that other person out there that says, you know what? I only have eight hours for you and I'm leaving. <laughs> so you know, that's that's what's going on right now. So we, we have to do a better job at making sure that the employees' values align with our company's core goals. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is this labor thing's not going away, right? I mean, I think we talk about this every day, every week, every month. I mean, it's just nonstop, but it's not going away. I mean, this has... And I, I would advise everyone that's even listening in, go look at the data from the 70s, okay? Look at how it happened in the 70s and then go to 2021 and 2020. So you will come up with your own analysis at that point. Uh, Calvin? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been talking about this for months, you know, ever since you put out that poll on LinkedIn. I've been talking about this nonstop, but you know, ultimately for me, this, it comes down to, it comes down to leadership and to, you know, Bruce, it was very well said because we've been grinding people up and spitting them out for years. That's just what hospitality does, especially on, on the operation side of things. Right. I mean, hotels don't close. So we've, somebody's always got to be doing things, but we've, we've rejected the opportunity to do, Things like you're doing, Ken, with with technology, and to actually supplement our our employees and give them give them a, a quote unquote easier way to work, right? I mean, there's so many things that can be automated, whether it be um, accounting things, you know, a lot of the night audit processes. Just just a couple off the top of my head, these are things that you know we're still doing outdated stuff, like having a GSA fill out a two page checklist. Mm-hmm. during their shift and, and run reports and all of these different things and, you know, reg cards and all this other nonsense that we can automate and allow them it to not only better serve our guests, but to have a better balance. Like just because they're there for eight to 10 hours doesn't ne- mean it needs to feel that way. Right. right. You know, right. and we've been doing that forever. And now as, as, as Bruce raised people, have taken a step back, the, your values have changed, you've been at home with the kids, you've probably got a puppy and you're like, wait, you know what? I don't know if I want to go back to being being treated like that and feeling like that, right? And, you know, 
we as an industry now have an opportunity to to correct this and start to be a bit more supportive you know and uh, even going back to that first example of of what employees are dealing with now the ones that are there dealing with these rude guests your management needs to be a lot more present this business of the gm sitting back in the office when people are checking in has got to stop now right like right now that's not an option you need to be out there with these people so at least be that buffer and that barricade between them and all of this craziness that's coming at them and we need to support our, our teams a lot more i mean how many times have we all been in in, in hotels where you know you're, you're short-staffed and there's one person working a shift and mm -hmm. i don't i'm i don't know how many times you can get away with that you know there's maybe a, a three three shifts a week it, at any any reasonable size hotel where one person could handle it. Other than that, you know, you're lacking supervision, you're lacking management presence. We got to stop and we we got to we got to support people. And it, it's not just wages because people are not coming back. You know, again, you know, Ken, to that point that you raised, you know, a few months ago with I talked to a lot of salespeople. These are among the mm -hmm. highest paid people in any whole given hotel. They are leaving the industry because of lack of recognition. And exactly. they've they've been handling things, a lot of operation things, because front desk housekeeping were among the first people to get laid off. So sales, in addition to selling, was working the front desk, was cleaning rooms and doing all this stuff, only to turn around and not be recognized for it. These are the types of things that if we continue to do, any leader now, if you're continuing to do these things, you deserve what you get. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think, and you know, and I think what has also happened is our industry, our line level employees, our GMs, our salespeople have taken notice of all these things, right? They have taken notice of all these things. And, and I've said it, I, I think we have to almost replicate what the tech industry has done for the last 10 years. Um, and that's whether educate and inspire their employees. So we need to follow that trend as well. So I want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys know what a digital transformation is? No, well, but uh, I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Is it, are, are we talking like a, like a, a web-based digital transformation where your whole I, presence, or your whole online presence transforms or... Right. Are you talking like a, a UX type design? Well, design? I, I mean, think about this, right? You guys both know, and I think majority of the industry knows that I'm all part of innovations and technology and automation, right? So, and that's all part of a digital transformation. Um, our buddy R, if you guys know R, out of, uh, I believe R is in Louisiana, he wrote a great blog. Um, he writes some great blogs, right? And he pretty much stated, um, this is the ultimate digital transformation plan that will rescue hotels, okay? This is what I have been doing, okay, guys? This is exactly what I have been doing since the month of March and the month of February, okay? Mm -hmm. China started this plan sometime this year. Right, it's worked tremendously well from during the pandemic. Tremendously well. Um, R has laid out the entire plan from A to Z how you would do this. 
Um, we are going to post all these articles later on. So for everybody listening in, we're going to do it. But the digital transformation, um, now I know the industry always says human touch, human touch, human touch. Okay. How much does the tech industry say that? How Never. well <laughs> How well are they doing? How well are they doing? I got a human touch from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It's called an email. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> when people tell me that the human touch, I agree, trust me, I agree with the human touch, right? But we still need some portion of the human touch. I tell them my human touch at home from Amazon is Alexa. You know, she speaks to me when I speak to her. So that's my human touch. And I we need automation. The digital transformation is going to happen. For the people that don't think it's going to happen, I'm sorry to tell you. It's maybe you thought nine years ago Tesla wasn't going to happen, but Tesla happened, you know, and Tesla's even going to happen more. And this is the whole thing with digital transformation with hotels. This is the only way our industry is going to get rescued. Mm -hmm. And what this is also about is about the physical contact. The digital transformation for hotels reduces the physical contact, right? But at the end of the day, for our younger audience, think about why IEG wanted to put out Avid. Why did Hilton want to put out True? Why did Marriott want to put out hotels that are going to have a lower ADR? We're focused on the younger generation. And the younger generation will want a digital transformation. This is also for employees. This is also for guests. So I definitely think this is the way we are going to go. And China already has done it. I've been doing it since March. I know that other people have been doing it as well. So now we just have to have the industry fall fall into it. I'll probably go to you, Calvin. I mean, you saw that little clip. I'll put it back up for you. And mm -hmm. I mean, we'll we'll leave out, I'll run it down a little bit more for you. Is that even if we go down this little clip here, this is how we're going to digitally transfer. Mm -hmm. This is basically your plan. Get your hotels with the hotel's digital transformation plan. So, and it, it's a very big plan. So what are your thoughts, Calvin? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like I touched on, on on the previous thing. I mean, technology, digital, this needs to support that human touch, right? Um, again, I mean, when was the last time anybody been to a bank? You get a check, right. you take a picture on your phone, and it goes straight to your bank account, right? There's very, you know, we're accustomed to those things. You can check into your flight on your app, right, on an app. So you, there's all of these things that all of us in regular, everyday human beings are accustomed to. But in a hotel, you still got to approach the desk. You still got to present your ID, your credit card. You've got to sign a reg card. Give me a break. And not only that, again, from the employee side, the employee needs to take the time to do all of these things. Now, what if you support with digital and tech, support some of these everyday mundane tasks that you can take that out the way. Now you have an employee that can dedicate time to actually actively listening to the guests, 
paying attention to what they need and want. And that's where you Im improve the human touch. And that's what this business will always be about. But that doesn't mean there's not a room for technology. You right. know, technology will only help that if you if you implement it correctly. But again, this we are way behind the curve on this in hospitality, in my opinion, because it's it's outdated mindsets, it's outdated leadership. People still have this notion of what hospitality used to be. I mean, I've been in it 20 years and there's still leaders out there that are thinking the same way. They still think that your front desk agent is the first person to interact with the guest. People still think that in 2021, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I those, know. I know. and I'm going to say, you said this was a, you know, no holes barred kind of show. Those people got to go. Those yeah, people yeah. got to go. We need to get fresh leadership in here who understands the the entire cycle of of, yep. of the guest journey the entire and and how to implement technology while maintaining that that human touch yeah i i mean i agree i mean this is this is what needs to happen it's the people that don't believe in this plan you can't talk anymore please don't talk okay because you're not allowed to talk and <laughs> because all you're doing is bringing the industry down. We need people to bring the industry up. So the people that want to bring it up, keep talking. Um, MJ. Listen, um, I, about a couple of months ago, we went uh, hiking in, in Aspen. And uh, we went to go rent a car. You know, we got a reservation and everything. And they had like, the kiosk. And then they had this one person behind the counter that if you wanted to wait for that one person, you can go ahead and, and, you know, rent a car with them. Everybody was at that kiosk. They had like six, seven kiosks. And in the kiosk, you know, you they take a picture of your driver's license. They process your credit card. They give you a receipt. You take your receipt and you take it to uh, one of the other persons outside. And they point your direction and say, okay, you could go get your car right over there. Keys are inside the car, everything, and you drive off. So you have to, you, it's, it's great to have that option where you can, force people to use the real technology that you want them to utilize anyway. Eventually, I'm pretty sure that one person is not going to be there and all they're going to have is, is the kiosk. But I think that was a great idea from, from Hertz or, or Dollar. I forgot which one I used. But that's where the, the hotel industry is going. When I when uh, Heart, Rock, Heart Rock was the, the reverb of Heart Rock, they were the winner of season two of hotel management do's and don'ts. There was no There was no front desk. Right. Everything they, they, when you you checked in at a kiosk machine and you went about your business. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be. I tell people this all the time, Bruce, is how long ago did the airline business give you the option to check in 24 hours prior? I, I've always asked this question. How long ago did that happen? How that, long actually, ago? That wasn't that long ago. Like, uh, when the it's apps start becoming years. popular, yeah, the, the, the apps start becoming popular, yeah. and you yeah. know they let all the big boys try it out first, and once the big boys mastered it, everybody just started following along. But you know, so that, why why did it take us like COVID? <laughs> why did it take yeah. us COVID? You know what I mean? <laughs> because I we are we just we're backwards again. We, we're slow on everything related to this. Yeah. I, I saw a meme a, a few months ago saying that it took a whole pandemic for the QR code to finally have its heyday, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. the QR codes have been out. I remember having that conversation in 2012. Yeah. At, at, at my first dorm uh, property, we, we had this conversation about doing that. 
Now, because it's necessity, we had to figure out a way to stop handing people menus in restaurants because to reduce the touch points, we had to use it. Then all of a sudden, hey, we've got this 19-year-old <laughs> technology that maybe we should finally implement and use. And now how much waste does that cut down on? Right? So I got, I got one thing for you guys, okay, is we are going to make this industry so superb with the newest hotel brand right here, EV. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's not a shameless plug when it's your show. You could yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, it is the world's first tech automation hotel. So, I mean, as we're focusing, and this is why I wanted to do it. I mean, people ask me, why did you want to do your own hotel brand? And this is the exact reason of everything you guys are saying. The exact reason. There's a big issue here, right? There's a big issue. We're the last to innovate anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's necessary. It's it's like, you know what? We're the we're the blockbuster of industries. It is. And then it is. And then you got Netflix coming along. You remember the CEO of Blockbuster was like Please. Who's going to want to sit at home and have a DVD delivered to your mailbox? People want to get up and go out and fight with people for that one tape <laughs> of coming yep. to America every Friday night. That's what people yeah. want to do. They right? love yeah, paying yeah. late fees. They love paying late fees. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> people love paying late fees and having to scramble to make sure that thing gets in the box at the right time. People <laughs> love this process. Nobody's uh, ever going to want to change that. Right. I mean, who, who thought Netflix? Out of any any company, who thought Netflix would become this multi-billion? Yeah. I, I feel like they're they're getting close to their trillion probably in the next five, six years. Yeah. Netflix yeah. is not going anywhere. They've got yeah. their own movie studio now. Because I mean, they, they make movies. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. I mean, who thought that from Blockbuster to Netflix, right? Exactly. But that's innovation to me. People are like, that's not innovation. Of course that's innovation. Yeah. Of course, it's innovation. Redbox. People talk about Redbox. I'm like, that's innovation. Yeah. I mean, you get out of a grocery store. I mean, whoever thought of that idea was such yeah. a genius idea that knew that who leaves the grocery store and now is thinking about a movie after they're making dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So genius. the first time I tried anything like that was a Redbox. And then, yeah. then I got genius. Netflix. And, you know, there you go. But it, it's... You know, innovation doesn't mean it has to be some a completely brand new idea. It's just making no. something better and, and yeah. improving on it and, and solving problems that we didn't even know we had. We were all happy to go to Blockbuster. I was proud of my Blockbuster card. Exactly. Right? And, and, but and I mean, next thing and, you know, it was like, hey, wait, I don't have to get up out of the house and, and go rent this movie. I can just sit here and order it and it'll come to. OK, I'll do that. Then it was. Then next thing you know, it's on your TV, click of a button, and not, now, like you said, they're making their own movies now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And we need to innovate. You know, it, hopefully, I'm right about this. I mean, hospitality is just too big of an industry to go the way of blockbuster. There's nothing. I, I don't think vacation rentals can do it because there's still so many things that a hotel offers you that vacation rentals won't. But we right. should look at that as a warning. And the kind of market share that vacation rentals have been able to capture in a lot of markets, we've got to look at that as a warning and learn how to 
adapt to that and make our products better. And you see some of that happening with like public being a brand, obviously that came out of that idea in response to vacation rentals, maximizing open space and your public space and things like that. You see a lot of hotels doing that now. So hopefully we're, we're learning, but you know, tech needs to come in a lot faster. And again, going back to the, to the top of the show, use it as a way to support your employees, not replace them. Because yeah, and this, I, I just, this is why people are not staying. And I just wanted our audience to also know. So Wall Street, there was an article probably about a week or so ago that stated that Airbnb's market cap is at a $40 billion higher than the top tier brands in the, our industry. I mean, that is ridiculous. Airbnb doesn't even own an asset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why is that? Because it's a click and go technology. Click and go. That's it. You book it, you go. That's it. Yep. You know, did you want to add something, Bruce? Yeah, I think uh, the, the add to that is that I, I feel like a lot of the players in the game, especially in the hotel space, when you when you don't have the demand, the only thing you have is your marketing and your, your sales. When the sales isn't there, all you have is your marketing and your revenue management. So right. what's what's been happening is is that they just been they're they're getting out marketed in in in, the, in this era. So they're so focused on the brand that they forget about the property. Airbnb yeah. focuses on individual properties. You know, uh, Verbal, all of the vacation home rentals, they focus on marketing individual properties as a whole versus the brand that's just focusing focusing on their name. Your yeah. your property has to be first. It does. Your, your marketing with your property has to be first. So mm -hmm. until that happens in our industry, we're going to get beat every time when it comes to the marketing. And I and I think Bruce, you know it how I am with branding. So yeah, I mean, you know, I I really believe in that. I truly believe in that. So, all right, guys. Well, this takes me obviously to New Jersey, my hometown of New Jersey. You my know, hometown. <laughs> my hometown. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, you know, obviously growing up there, uh, New Jersey's obviously taken a hit. So has the Northeast. I mean, they got molly whopped, especially with the hurricane. Um, it wasn't a good sight. I, I never thought I would see that with New Jersey, New York, and even Connecticut. But they're saying... Um, so I think this was a hospitality veteran, uh, what she was saying, the summer was not key. The fall is the key for the industry. The fall is the key for the industry. I've been saying that. I think I had Chip Rogers on my show. He said that as well, that the fall was going to be the key. The summer is expected as every summer is expected. The fall is the key. The news isn't good right now. Obviously, what we're getting from the Delta variant, um, I was a victim of it a few weeks ago. I had COVID myself, and I know I didn't even have COVID for the entire time of the last 19 months. So I know how tough this thing is. Um, we saw that with the Labor Day numbers. The Labor Day numbers pretty much tanked, you know? So, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I'll go to you, Calvin. I mean, is, is this person right? Is all the key? To our industry right now, um, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you know, um, forecasting right now, I, I don't envy 
any revenue manager on any property anywhere having to forecast anything right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think things are a bit, I would say it's the key from the standpoint of the Delta variant and this this resurgence in, in COVID cases, um, you know, compared to the amount of vaccinations and, and things like that. If, if, if this Delta variant is anywhere near as destructive as the first go around, we're in trouble. We're, we're toast, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I will, I'll say it's, it's key from that standpoint that, you know, we've, we've really got to make, maintain, make sure that we're safe um, and take on all, all the right precautions. I know that um, New York city, as of next week, you're going to need to, sh to show that you're vaccinated in order to, to go in a restaurant. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's going to be necessary. And, I, and that's where, that's where I say that that part of it is key because now there's no more outdoor dining in a lot of these markets. Um, so everybody's going to be inside. And if we're not careful, if we're not taking those, those right precautions, things could get a lot worse. And I would say it's key from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys heard the news out of Thailand. Thailand said 50% of their hotels are going to be closed now. Um, Ooh, they, yeah. Their cash yeah. flows yeah. in the negative. Yeah. Um, and they're yeah, just they're still in lockdown, I believe. Yeah, they're still in lockdown. They're tanking. Mm -hmm. So if we get into any restrictions here, I'll forget it. It's game over. Um, yeah. and, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, with location. Like I'm, I'm out here in Florida, so you know the government is very different out here than it is in New York. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. well you got so, Mickey too. Mickey backs everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So and then and then you know yeah we got you got we got Halloween horror nights, but September and January is usually pretty dead months around here. That's like everybody mm -hmm. takes their vacations yeah. and stuff like that. But usually October, November, um, and December, Pick it's up, it's yeah. it's insane. It's yep. December oh, yeah. is insane. So, you know, we don't in th in this area, we we probably won't see that huge dive that mm -hmm. you know other markets will will experience. Yeah, you got you gotta keep us updated on that on that um Bruce Jordan star report for Florida. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so gotta definitely uh let us know about that. You guys have any other input into that or we can move on? Uh, oh no, we can we can move on from that one. I I I, I don't <laughs> I don't fear the Delta variant. I don't I don't fear COVID. I think uh, you know every everyone's going to start to body is going to start to that because at some point in time everyone has been exposed to COVID in some way by now after two years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, right? Obviously, yeah. that's uh, it's almost like a given. Is like you've probably had COVID by now. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had it, you're gonna have it. <laughs> you know. I had I had COVID pneumonia. I was in the hospital for about three four days. So uh, and I and I did my I did my will while I was in the hospital. And in my will, I said no one's getting anything because I'm going to live. But <laughs> 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 so we we had I, I wanted to obviously move on. Obviously, we're over time too, but. Um, it looks like we we have a guest, Bill Brown. He says a national sponsorship to push for vaccine on behalf of our industry will minimize the risk of us having to do radical things like shut down. Um, so the thing would I'll tell probably answer Bill's thing here. And for me, uh, I didn't want to get the vaccine when I had 
before I had COVID, but I'll tell you that I feel that I look at my six-year-old daughter and say, now I'll get the vaccine because at that same time frame, she had COVID too. So I've mm-hmm. kind of, and I wasn't, there was no political reason why I didn't get the vaccine. I was like, it's just not enough data for me. You know, it wasn't enough data, but now, and I, t- I kind of, I'm not telling anybody go get the vaccine or, you know, it's, I'm not trying to tell you to make a choice, but just kind of maybe look out where your kids are, you know, think of your family, think of your kids and make the right decision for it. Um, so I kind of wanted to take you guys to the last piece of our articles that we have in our last piece of our discussion, uh, kind of takes us to the job report. Have you guys seen the job report from, um, uh, Wall Street for where we were for the month of August? I know you guys have. Yeah. So, I mean, for the month of August, um, the hiring blitz stopped. Okay. Like it was like, it was like the NFL season started in hospitality in the month of August. You know what I mean? And you just had Bart Scott, the former linebacker for the Jets, that is retired now, used to play for the Ravens, come out of nowhere and just sacked Tom Brady. <laughs> you know? And Never Tom happened. Brady's playing. So, Never you happened. know, I, <laughs> I, I would tell you, so the, these numbers are just killer. Like, I mean, and not in a good way. I mean, it was down 500K. It was the highest category that had a surplus was a professional and business services. I couldn't even tell you what that sector means. You know what I mean? And the hospitality sector had a net zero. What that means, we had an increase of 350,000 in the month of July, and we increased zero. We had a zero increase. And what they believed these numbers are due to is in a drop of consumer confidence. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that, that the confidence level now has dropped tremendously, tremendously. So what I don't understand and what is mind-boggling to me is – are the people now definitely and 110% not going to want to work in this industry because, or are we not looking in the right places? And I don't truly believe it's that we're not looking in the right places. This job report should tell you a lot when there's hotels still struggling and restaurants are struggling and we have a net zero increase in an August job report. I don't know. I'll, I'll go to you, Bruce, first on this one. What do you think? What, what are your you thoughts? Know, I'm just kind of shocked. You know, I still got boots on the ground. So when I'm when I'm when I'm talking to general managers and I'm not talking and I'm talking to VPs, you know, it's coming back. I was I was just at uh, one of the locations uh, that was in in the competition, and they were like, "Yeah, we're, we're we had to raise our rates. We couldn't keep." an 11 12 dollar an hour rate anymore for housekeeping 
you know, so they had that raise into like 14, $15 an hour, you know, to, to bring people back in. They had to pay out the bonuses and everything else. So they were, but they're still able to get people back in. It wasn't like before where, you know, everyone's getting like this crazy unemployment check, you know, $1,000 unemployment check every week, you know, things then dialed down, down here a little bit. So in this market where I'm at, I'm, it's it's not as big of a struggle as it was before, but it's still a struggle. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this these numbers aren't good, but August has always been a bad month. I always felt like August is a bad month for this industry, whether it's revenue and now it's labor. So, you know, um, Calvin? Yeah, I, I think um, I echo a lot of what Bruce said. I, I also think some things I've seen, because I, I do career coaching as well. And so I work with, with a few people trying to help them, you know, gain employment and things like that. And what you're seeing a lot is um, because it's more of a buyer's market as far as the employer to employee, um, people right. are really taking their time to, to hire yeah. for positions. And there's still a lot of inflexibility about people working remotely and, and these types of things where, you know, depending on where you are, it's going to be tough to find the level of talent if you're not open to that, if you're not open exactly. to, you know, somebody maybe dialing in, um, especially in roles like revenue management or sales, things that don't necessarily have to be done on property. You know, right. you, you're going to miss out. And a lot of um, a lot of employees, a lot of hotels are, are still abiding by that mindset, which, again, goes back to my point. We need to pivot. We need to learn how to adapt with the times and and stop being so. This is the way we've done it. So this is how it needs to be done. There's a lot of different ways to, to do things now. We've got to use this situation, COVID, as an opportunity and look at it as, as, a, as a clean slate. And it exposed a lot of what's wrong with the industry. But now let's fix it. Let's just not go back to doing the same old garbage. Let's try to do things a, a better way. And I think that's that's part of it. And that's what I mean. I, you know, um, but, I, but I'm seeing that a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people interview processes are taking five, six weeks. It won't take that long to figure out if you want to hire somebody. Okay. You don't need to interview everyone in the country. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would tell you, you know what? And I've said this for months and I'm going to keep saying it. One of the reasons our industry is struggling right now and do not hate me, you staffing agency owners, do not hate me but I'm just speaking the truth is you guys are taking the employees that the hotels would be hiring. So, you know, I think that is what is actually happening right now is they're going straight to the staffing agency because the staffing agency is giving them even a higher wage than the hotel would give them. And that is the point. And I've said this for months that was going to happen as these staffing agencies, these task force agencies, they're gonna keep bringing these people in and says, I will get you this dollar amount at this hotel or what were you making before? Now I'm gonna be able to get you that. And then they're charging those hotels more. So that's why we've also had an increase in wages. I mean, I, I could give you a clear example here in Alpharetta, Georgia, every hotel, Every single hotel has a staffing agency. Every single hotel here. Yeah. So I'm sure <laughs> what is happening elsewhere. And I, I'm sure in your markets, you're seeing the same thing. 
So, and that's where we're seeing increases of people opening new staffing agencies, people doing task force, people going on travel assignments. And, and that is where the uptake is obviously happening. Um, so I think we are good to go. Uh, I want to thank Surf Request for being a great sponsor of uh, this episode. And every episode is powered by EV Human, the world's first all-in-one software for hotels and hospitality. Um, our new segment next week, we are going to have every week, we're going to put up a unique destination for you to travel in 2022. I thank you, Calvin Taloki. I thank you, Bruce Jordan. You guys have been great. We're going to see you guys next week on Hospitality 360 Live with myself, Ken Patel. Thank you. Take care. Take care, guys.